welcome to Love Curvy Yoga, the podcast where we believe that attuned movement, movement that's informed by what you notice and how you feel, makes movement sustainable and enjoyable in a way that also deepens your connection with your inner knowing. Now let's get into it. Hi, how are you? How is the new year treating you so far? My update is basically the same as last week where things have been pretty good, except remember how I told you that I got a stomach bug? Well, Nick got it. (laughs) So I'm really crossing my fingers and toes. Send me all the good vibes that this time next week, I won't also be telling you that Hazel got it. Okay, so today I'm going to be talking about something that I have been noticing in just such an unbelievably big way. It's really been in my face. So this is a shorty episode, but I really wanted to talk with you about this. Okay, more on that in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by yourself and people just like you. Thank you so much for supporting Curvy Yoga by sharing the good word and just overall being so awesome. Okay, so I said I would share something that I have been noticing lately, and here it is. People are obsessed, like just visualize that in all caps, bright lights, obsessed with round bellies and chunky thighs. Like they cannot get enough of them. They will stop me at the grocery store, make a special trip to see them. Now, are we talking about my own round belly and chunky thighs? Of course not. (laughs) We are talking about my nearly one-year-old daughter, Hazel's. So I'm sure you already know that people are pretty into rolls on babies. I knew this before I had a baby too, but it's really, I can't overstate how next level it is and how stark the difference is between how we experience this in babies and how we experience this in basically anyone else. So what I've been thinking about lately is how I wonder if the reason people are so into a baby's chunky thighs. Actually, before I go on, let me just give you an example. So Hazel had a doctor's appointment a couple months ago, and we're in the appointment And the nurse was, you know, exclaiming over her wonderfully chunky thighs, squeezing them. We were like, we know, they're so cute. And then another person came into the room, and before she (laughs) looked at us or did anything, she was looked at Hazel, squeezed her thighs, and was like, girl, these are amazing. (laughs) I heard I had to see these. And then she looked at us and was like, oh, hi. (laughs) I knew that I had to come and see these. Someone else already told me about it. And I was just like, oh my gosh, word has traveled around the office. Someone who didn't even need to be part of this appointment stopped their day to come over and see a person's chunky thighs. A baby, but still a person. So going back to what I was saying a minute ago, it really makes me wonder if the reason we are just really overboard about this is because 
we make ourselves think that chunky thighs or how thunder thighs, thick thighs, however you want to say it, is a bad idea in, in adults. It's kind of like this inverse relationship where we have to get all of our adulation in while we can because it's only a matter of time until these thighs will be deemed unacceptable by society. Well, yeah, by society. Definitely not by me personally. <laughs> we'll be working my hardest to make sure that's not true for Hazel and that she loves and accepts her thighs in whatever iteration they're in at any given moment. But you know what I mean. And it also makes me think about what it would be like to bring some of that cooing, ooing, awing love to our own round bellies and chunky thighs. Because let me tell you, <laughs> I feel like I'm pretty body accepting and pretty positive about my body. But if I gave myself even 2% of what Hazel gets, I would experience it as so over the top. I would not even know what to do with myself. I would be like, calm down, Anna. They are not that great. <laughs> so here is a question. When do you think the slippage begins? That space between my coworker told me to stop by, interrupt my day, and check out these thighs, and... <laughs> Ooh, your thighs. You got to do something about this. I don't even think we think about it as being on the same continuum, but oh my gosh, it 100% is. And I would say for me, it was definitely as a pretty little kid. Um, You might have heard me share something about this in the past, but part of what contributed in my own childhood to me being on a bunch of diets was my pediatrician telling my mom that I was too high, quote unquote, on the growth chart and she needed to rein me in, essentially. Now, being a parent myself at this point, (laughs) I know what the growth chart is and the BS ways that it's been used against kids and it's all just really complicated and I was thinking you know how long do we let kids people enjoy their round bodies until we're like "Uh uh-oh and I was thinking maybe it's like three (laughs) at the oldest and that's probably a stretch because I know that plenty of people are told that their babies under the age of one are quote-unquote too big I mean it's all scare quotes right So this is a question that I often ask myself, and it is, what can I unwind here and what can I reclaim? Because there's something interesting in thinking about all of the passion and joy we put into just really um, being so happy with babies' bodies And then how little of that we give to anyone over a certain age. And as we've just discussed, it's quite young. So one of the ways that I have done this for myself is breaking down where that slippage happened in my own life. Like I was just talking about with the pediatrician. Another way this became apparent to me when I was in my early 20s, I was seeing a therapist for the first time 
talking about all these diets that I was on as a kid and how my parents always wanted me to lose weight. And she just stopped me and was like, you know, you were just growing, right? And no, I did not know that, obviously. It had never occurred to me. I had only experienced that as problematic as a kid because that's how it was cast to me by the adults around me. So as a mom, I'm really seeing in a new way just how made up all of this is. It's like if her thighs are chunky in 5, 10, or 20 years and they're not celebrated which hopefully they will be by then, <laughs> it's not her body that will change. It's just the way that it fits in the cultural narrative. And that for me has been a really good reminder, not that I need one because they're everywhere, but that many of our cultural narratives are rooted in various forms of, B, of oppression and are basically total BS. I was going to say they're rooted in BS, also that. <laughs> so give your thick thighs or your round belly a little squeeze of delight today because you are the one who gets to define them for yourself, no one else. Okay, up next, your words of the year and more. Okay, so before we get to the word of the years, words of the year, that's probably better. <laughs> A quick update that our apps are here. So if you are listening and you're a Curvy Yoga Studio member, I sent an email about it, but in case you didn't get it or whatever, just a reminder that you can now go download our apps. So we have iOS, so iPhone and iPad, Apple TV, Roku, Fire TV, and Android. All of that is now available. So you can just go to those respective app stores, download, just look for Curvy Yoga Studio. That's our fastest and easiest way. Download it, log in, and voila. <laughs> so I'm really excited. It's funny because we've been thinking about doing this forever and it's been very difficult to find a way to do it. So the fact that it's happening now is kind of surreal. It's like, what? Oh, our apps are actually here. You know, we turned on our Roku and there it is. The app is on my phone. So I hope that you really enjoy it. If you're not already a member, you can join and go get the app same as our current members and get practicing. And we will also have Android TV that's still in process and that should be ready by the end of January. Okay, so let's talk about these words of the year. I'm just going to consensus on my own, decide that that's how we're going to say it as the plural. <laughs> so Alicia emailed in and said that she has heard me talking about this idea of word of the year, which I should just mention if you didn't listen to the last episode, is this process where process, practice, whatever, um, where you choose a word or kind of an intention as a way to think about it for your year. So in our last episode, I talked about the one that I have chosen for 2020, which is aliveness. And Alicia said that while she was listening to the episode, she thought of the word release. And she said, I closed my eyes and sat with it for a few moments, taking some slow, steady breaths, repeating the word in my mind on each exhale, and it just felt right. 
I didn't put much thought into what the word would be, but I don't think I need to go any further. Further, I think it found me. And I just love that so much because I think that's how it unfolds. You can definitely do journaling, thinking, reflecting, whatever to find your word. But even when you do that, I, in my experience, there is this moment where it just kind of boop appears drops in however you want to phrase it so I love that this happened for you Alicia thank you for sharing and I can't wait to hear how the word unfolds for you so Kim also emailed in and she said and this is so incredible that she's been doing this process for about 25 years and it's always an adventure she says I think I mean one thing and the universe means something else entirely Hello, yes, raising my hand to that. I've had that experience basically every year. So she said, this year's word is passion. I fought it a good bit, truly. I denied it. Words usually come to me in October-ish and hang out until Christmas Eve, which is when I wish them into being. She said that passion came early, but she didn't want it, that it felt really risky. 2019 was sanctuary, a more relaxed and contenting request that made for a less dramatic year. I know the big words wreak havoc. Oh my gosh, that's so true. <laughs> I, I emailed Kim back and was like, I have had that experience. So she said, passion is the only one that showed up and I finally just took it. I mean for it to be about finding out what fuels me at this ripe age, returning to creative pursuits in the wild woods. At the same time, I know the universe has its own idea. We will see. Beautiful. I really appreciate you sharing that because I resonated with so much of it and just like I said with Alicia I can't wait to see how this one shows up for you this year so we also talked about words of the year on Instagram and some people shared Um, I like hearing everybody's words it makes me happy to hear them (laughs) and I feel like if you are interested in this practice and you haven't chosen a word sometimes hearing someone else's inspires me either to take the same word but also sometimes I'm like Oh, they said this one, and that makes me think of that, and that inspires my word. So, Helen shared that hers is enough. Grace said creativity and pilgrim. Lori said acceptance. Christie's is savor. Such a good one. Denise is tend. Sarah is explore. Carly is sweet. Corey is ease. Lisa is vision. Janet is happy and freedom. And that's something to mention you can choose more than one word. So sometimes you have one word and then there's other words that support it. Sometimes you have two or more. You know, it's your practice in your life. So you just choose whatever resonates with you. And it's definitely not too late. I actually know somebody who intentionally waits until February to choose hers. And I really like that idea. She kind of lets the year start to settle just a little bit. And then it's like, okay, now I'm ready to move forward. Okay, so we are ready to wrap up here. Let's close with one breath together. We'll inhale and exhale. The light in me honors the light in you. Namaste. Stay tuned next week when we'll be talking about what makes you come alive, why it matters both on and off the yoga mat, and how it can be a really powerful way to connect with your yoga practice 
that doesn't involve you being really hard on yourself. Not that I have any experience in that regard.